This podcast episode was recorded live by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med at the 2022 ASH Annual Meeting in New Orleans. So welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith, and today I'm here with Luis Gerardo Rodriguez Lovato at the ASH Annual Meeting. So thank you so much for being here today. Hello, Kira. Nice to meet you also. And I'm very pleased to be here with you and at the ASH meeting. Yes. Um, so would you tell us about yourself and um, what you do in your research? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm a physician, but also a, a researcher at Hospital Clinic in Barcelona. Uh, I'm a hematologist and uh, also I had a PhD degree in uh, CAR T-cell therapy. Great. Um, so now you have a post to hear about smoldering multiple myeloma um, for the evolving pattern and the IMWG criteria. Would you like to tell us about your, about your study? Yes, for sure. Um, at my institution, we, um, we created uh, or we described the evolving pattern since 10 years ago. And now with the 2020 classification from the IMWG, we wanted to know if we could mix both uh, risk classifications in order to improve the detection of those patients that had um, a, a high risk to progress to symptomatic multiple myeloma. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, so what were the results of the study? Um, well, uh, our results, we analyzed uh, our cohort of patients with smoldering multiple myeloma. We included 83 patients and uh, our results are very similar or yeah, similar compared with the IMWGH uh, um, publication a couple of years ago. And uh, we observed that the two-year time to progression uh, in the high-risk population is 54%. And with the evolving pattern, uh, it was uh, 48%. So when we mix those risk scores, we create a new uh, dynamic classification and this means that during the first year after diagnosis of smaller multiple myeloma, you can recalibrate the risk of, your, of our patients. So in the high-risk population, um, the risk to progress to symptomatic multiple myeloma is al almost the 90% of, of all of them. So with these results, we think that we could um, carry out a closer follow-up and assess early treatment for our, our patients, no? Um, this classification is dynamic and allows our patients to be reclassified during the first year of, of follow-up. Great. Um, so what are the next steps for this study? Are you continuing the, the research? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we want to publish this, uh, this work next, next year. And uh, maybe we want to improve uh, the intermediate uh, risk group because there are almost 20% of the patients that we cannot detect them. So we think that uh, our next approach is to improve this classification to detect those, those patients. Great. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share about either your study or about the other research that you've seen here? Well, uh, well uh, there are a lot of data. The other thing that I, I want to mention about our project is that uh, we didn't include uh, cytogenetic aberrations. So. This is a handicap, but in the other way, it's also very useful because not all hospitals all over the world can isolate plasma cells and detect the cytogenetic aberrations. So our classification, we think that it's, it's very easy to, to use all over the world. Great. Um, well, this is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you. Uh, nice to meet you. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast recorded live at the 2022 ASH Annual Meeting by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med. For more expert perspectives on the latest in cancer research and treatment, be sure to subscribe to the podcast at conveymed.io and oncdata.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media for news, exclusive interviews, and more. Thank you.